Good morning, guys. This is the Outgen Podcast. I'm your host, Oliver Cornley, and today I have Brandon on. Hello, Mr. Chow. Hey, how are we doing? I'm good, thank you. Yeah, are you all right? Yeah, very good. Very good. Good, good stuff. So uh, Brandon today is going to be sharing his experiences in securing an amazing uh, work placement at Accenture, one of the biggest tech consulting companies in the world. Um, I was astonished. I mean, I've, I've, I've heard of them, but I was astonished how big they were. I mean, nice job, man. Oh, thank you. You're too kind. You're too kind. <laughs> <laughs> so, yeah. So, um, so Brandon's going to be showing his experiences, how he got in there, how he um, went through the, the application process. He's going to be talking to us about, okay, these are the things to do. These are not the things to do, things to avoid. And then we're going to also do a review on work industry placements especially university ones, which take a year long, like a sandwich course, the pros and cons, because a lot of listeners out there, you know, you, you're struggling or you, you don't know what to do. You're either just before uni or you're at uni and you don't know if a placement's good for you. So Brandon and I, we're going to be talking about that. So Brandon, just to kick things off, just uh, give us a bit of backstory on the whole Accenture uh, thing there. Sure. So let me just give you a brief background, background on myself. So I, um, or if you listen to podcasts, you'd know that I study ITMB, and this is information technology with business management. And this course really preps you into just getting into the tech industry and diversifying your way into consulting or many other different aspects, such as digital analytics. Nice. Uh, I myself looked into uh, consulting and uh, that's what brought me to apply to Accenture because they are the top tech consultancy company in the UK and they're doing very well in America as well. Yeah. They're American based, aren't they? They are American based, yeah. uh, but they're branched out to international markets. So yeah. Yeah. No, awesome, man. Uh, so with that, then obviously with your course, it's a very tech related course, ITMB information technology, business management. Or something, management? Correct. Yeah. Absolutely so correct. obviously it's related to the, to the tech side and so we touched on the earlier podcast about the law, which was myself, uh, Harry, uh, last week, he was talking about the sort of investment banking. Obviously now we're doing about tech. So what's the first step now for, okay. Uh, talk to me as if I'm, I'm going to be applying for a tech internship, you know, what's the first step that I have to do? So the absolute first step you must do is that you need to start considering it quite early, uh, just because this is a very competitive landscape. If you're in there too late, people are, companies often apply, uh, recruit on a rolling basis. So mm. it's first come, first serve, essentially. Okay, so you've got to get in there. You've got, you've got to get the foot in the door kind of thing. Yeah, so bef- before that you start applying, you need to make sure you've got your CV and your resume uh, kind of finished and polished up. Mm-hmm. And this needs to be done at around September, October time because it gets very filled up during October, November time. Okay, so... For those people out there who are first year, because you, obviously you have to do it in your third year, don't you, this internship? Yes, and you'll be starting to apply during your second year. So your second year, when you've started your second year and you're in that September, October, the first couple of months, that's when you start applying? Yes, so okay. basically that summer off uh, after the first year, you can't really relax too much because yeah, you, you need yeah. to be 
polishing up your CV and thinking about where you want to apply to. Amazing. So what, obviously with a successful applicant like yourself, can you just identify a couple of things that you put in your CV that you felt just instinctively that you, you were able to push through to the next stage? Because some of the listeners out there, they might not necessarily have, in fact, not many people will have big tech experience. So what did you find useful in your CV when you put in there? So obviously your grade is such an important thing. They will filter you out if you're less than a 2-1 uh, or, yeah. And ideally you'd want to have a first. So that's your kind of main requirement. This is progress from year one, right? Progress from year one. Yeah, yes. okay, okay. Uh, and then the second main thing is you need to have some some sort of extracurricular activities or kind of responsibilities. So for me personally, I had a lot of competition works where I worked as a project manager, managing teams to mm. facilitate some sort of project delivery. And this really, really helped me when um, show, uh, showcasing my leadership skills, showcasing my project uh, development skills, and really just the soft skills that companies really, really like, like the yeah. keywords. Like the key buzzwords, like yeah, your communication skills, teamwork, and uh, literally, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. I mean, it's pretty standard stuff, but I think you've got to do it, and I think it's getting the basics right. So, I think we should cover that later on, especially with you and Connor, because you've done a lot of competitions together. Um, so, I think next week we should we should definitely do a podcast on that, because I think Absolutely. competitions are a big part of, especially if you if you finish off quite high, then obviously companies like Essentia, you know, that you're a leadership of one of the best projects or groups in those competitions awesome man so you sent off your cv and your online application mm. so what what happened there was it just sit and wait or was, what was the process so once you've done the application you know you fill out where you study you fill out your, your cv and all that they may ask you some questions about like maybe two questions where you have to do 300 words on why you wanted to apply to the company, which is very standard across okay. applications. So you need to do your research there then? You definitely need to do yeah. your research. And my tip is, this is what I always used to do. I had a, a notepad for basically a checklist of whenever I applied to the company. So this is some, this is my secret technique guys. So be sure to listen carefully. <laughs> um, so when researching a company, I tend to go by these questions. What products and services do they offer? Who are their clients? What are their values, ethos, and does it fit with yours? Ooh. What makes the company different to the competitors? What's a unique selling point? Maybe flaws of the competitors? Where are they based and where do they do business? And once you've got all of this kind of written out, you've got a solid basis to answer any question they throw at you. Yeah. And this is applicable in the online application but also further down the line if you to get down to the assessment center or final interview. No, I love that. Those questions are very important. You should be asking those cells every step of the way. Is that what you're saying? You know, even from the yes. online application all the way through to the interview, you've got to be carrying those questions and thinking carefully about them, right? Yeah, you've hit the nail on the head, Dolby. You really need to be keeping these questions close to your, to your heart just throughout every step of the process because it's very relevant. Yeah, the, the one that stuck out for me was um, the ethos, what their company, and, and does it match yours? Because a lot of people nowadays, they, they go for the big names because they're the big names and it might not necessarily suit them as individuals. And at the end of the day, you've got to make it work for you because if, the, if you don't match the company ethos, 
then it's going to be harder for you to fit in and to succeed and, and make a good impression. So, no, I like that because not many people think about that. Absolutely. And the companies recognize that as well. They want to know that you're a good fit from the company. Yeah. And, yeah. you know, you're not going to drop out. Exactly. Yeah. yeah, yeah. I love that. So, okay. So, submitted the online application. Did you wait a couple of weeks or? Because that's typically. So after the online application, you'll be waiting a week at maximum. Oh, that's quite good then. So, essentially, a pretty quick yeah. then. Very, uh, very quick. Yeah. Okay. Uh, so, what was the next step then? The, the discovery portal. So this is like your job right. simulation stuff. And they tend to go for different cases. And they'll present to you different cases and ask you situational judgment questions and combine it with a numerical question. So anyone familiar with psychometric tests, uh, this is very similar, but just a bit more jazzed up. It's, uh, it's to simulate you uh, and immerse you into the role and see whether, you know, you find it interesting you, i know it was a while ago but can you remember an example of what they asked you essentially so yeah well they had like this kind of dashboard right and mm -hmm. they'll have like let's say nine different panels and each panel would be like a different case uh, and if you click onto one case it would say like maybe barbara is on a i don't know She's an independent food retailer and mm. she's selling healthy food, um, but she's struggling to, you know, do a website or, you know, get tech industry. Um, how would you advise her? And it would just be different situational judgments. Oh, okay. So there's a mixture of client stuff and, and tech stuff in there as well. Yeah. And they'll okay. be asking you about numbers as well. So just really brush up on your psychometric tests. And you'll be perfectly fine for this one. It's quite, it's, it's good because they don't time you too much. Um, this one's more about just completing the tasks. So, so was it, there was no timing on it. You could do it as long as you want. Yeah, there was no time limit and you could take as long as you want, which is a major, major um, plus compared to psychometric tests where, you know, there's a big time constriction. Yeah. So with the, the psychometric test, those you don't know, I mean, especially the younger sort of A-level students are just going into uni. It's basically designed tests which measure your mentality and like you, the, your mindset, not really what you know, but how you think. Is that right? Would you say that's? Yes. And a, a big key point of the psychometric test is that you, you need to be doing it under time constraints. So mm. you'll be doing it like in 20 minutes. Uh, it's just to test how well you do under pressure. But yeah, I know for yeah. some it, it's very daunting. It's not like uh, when was George Washington born? It was more, it's more like, uh, it's like problem solving, right? It, in a way. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. yeah okay. Um, and this helps companies as well, kind of profile you as an individual. So then they know where to fit you in the company. Uh, I think for internships, they do it on a less severe basis. But if you're applying for an actual job and you do psychometric tests, this is quite an important part. Is how you fit in the team. Um so yeah, okay, so discovery portal, no time limits, uh, just job situational sort of uh, processes there. Yeah. It was nine of them, right? You said nine, something like that. It, it, I can't remember the specific number, but there'll be quite a few different panels okay. which you need to go through. It's quite fun. 
I mean, if you enjoyed, you know, I can imagine it. It's like a job uh, simula- uh, simulation. It looks quite. It's cool. like a game, yeah. It's pretty yeah, much a yeah. game, and you know, it's it's very nice actually. It's good. I had a very pleasant experience. Uh, well, that's good. I think life. when you enjoy it, it, it goes a lot easier rather than stressing and panicking. Uh, okay, so Definitely. you've you've nailed that one then. And what's the next step there after? So you'll wait maybe two weeks, and you'll get an answer back, uh, an email perhaps, and they'll say. Congratulations! We think you'll be, um, you may be, a, you know, an excellent fit for the company. Uh, just come down for the final step, where we'll invite you down to our assessment center and final interview. Where was that? And this, well, hmm, see, I don't know the physical location because obviously during Corona times, uh, all these assessment centers and final interviews were conducted online. Mm-hmm. Uh, Given a different situation, you'd be in a physical location, and I would assume it'd be in the in the location where your company's based in. So, uh, Accenture's, for example, is that London? London? Right. Okay. So, if you so when you're applying for Accenture, it's most likely going to be London, uh, but it, but obviously during coronavirus, it's going to be difficult, and obviously it's online. Yeah. Okay. So, when you went through to the assessment centre with Accenture what just give us a brief overview of how that was because i know that a lot of assessment centers the they have a, like a couple of different types of assessments like one's a group project one's an exam etc so what did Accenture do yes so one thing which they did do was they gave you a case study beforehand and it was to talk about um digital transformation um, concerning maybe AR or VR and stuff like that and they wanted you to research heavily into this and they gave you news articles beforehand and you need to make sure that you research very very heavily into this because this is what your final interview would be based on oh so they're connected so the final interview is connected to the assessment center yes yeah, so they'll right. be asking you questions about maybe recommendations or um, so, for example, for me specifically, they gave us a different, a couple of different like new technologies emerging, um, like emotional intelligence systems, where you, um, where systems can track your, you know, based on facial recognition. Yeah, I've seen that. It's your... amazing stuff. Like that. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. So Accenture is very on top of stuff like that. They're starting to integrate technology like that and. Just thinking about applications such as you know in your car, you know tracking whether you're you're really tired, then using facial recognition, they can see whether they need to recommend that you stop by a gas station get some coffee to wake yourself up. Okay, so um, with the assessment center then, Essentia, it was very much driven on current affairs, what's happening in the world, what's what yeah. progress is being made. So you need to keep up. What would you say you need to keep on top of that then? You well, they give you an article and you can read through different technologies and okay. you basically just need to research heavily do your standard research highlight key points and take it a step further by doing some individual research by going on to uh, you know google and just searching up some stuff and um, once you've done that write it all down and prepare answers to typical questions like oh what are your recommendations like do you think this technology is better than that technology or uh, what are your opinion key on Pretty much, yeah. yeah. So that's one of the main key parts of the, the interview stage. Uh, okay. Another key part is 
because they split it in half, right? Mm. The first uh, stage is asking about this case study which we presented to you. The article uh, one, right? Yes, the article. Yeah, okay. So you want to make sure you prepare for that. But the second part of the interview is talking about your key strengths and your, um, is it, what is it called now? It begins with a C. Well, basically your your skills, right? Your core, core strengths, sorry, core strengths, something like that. Yeah, core strengths, yeah. So okay. they'll, they'll be asking you um, maybe name a time where you've displayed leadership, name a time you've uh, worked in a group and oh, it didn't okay. turn out so well. Yeah. So this is where, like, what when I said about extracurricular stuff, where it really, really does come in handy. No, definitely. I mean, I think that's quite common, in, especially in the big firms. I remember when I did my application for CMS, which is, uh, I think it's tax and some of the legal branches in there as well. They, mm. they asked these questions, which were very similar, which was like, okay, just describe a moment in your life where you had to demonstrate leadership or... Um, often they focus on challenges like what did you find challenging and how did you adapt to it yes if you had any of that with Accenture it, no it's definitely very true because it's, it's very easy to talk about your strengths I think mm. but it's very hard to talk about your challenges yeah, yeah because you don't want to seem you don't want to paint yourself a bad picture in front of these companies and they'll, they'll keep a keen eye into how you approach this question it's not really what it is. It's more how you approach it. Like you said, it, it's... Exactly. It, yeah, because they're measuring like character, really. Are you going to own up to your mistake and, and demonstrate how you learned from it? Or are you just going to hide away and pretend that you're amazing when we all know there's always flaws? Exactly. Yeah. And the key point there is reflection. Mm -hmm. Reflecting on your actions and making a plan for improvement. They really, really like it when you said you reflected on what went wrong and how you went on to improve that part of it. Yeah, definitely. And just to add something there as well, I think honesty is very, very important because, you, you know, these big companies, they have very, very well-trained, skillful recruiters who will have an eye for when someone is, you know, lying or they're manipulating the truth. And I think when it comes to, in the interview, especially when it's person to person, you just got to be really open, really honest. You know, if you have made mistakes in the past or something which hasn't gone too well, try and flip it and have a positive attitude on it to demonstrate that you've been through a hard time, whatever that is in the workplace or during study or whatever, and you're able to overcome it through practical means, you know, and, and it shows rational thinking as well. Absolutely. You know, don't hide Absolutely. it. All right. So that was the final interview. And then, from, how long was the interview? Was it like a video thing then? So yeah, they'll put you into breakout rooms where you have an individual interviewer. And I spoke to my interviewer one-to-one -one, and it was about an hour, uh, half of an hour? half an hour. Wow. Yes, yeah, so half an hour talking about the case study and half an hour just asking questions about me and basically give me a spotlight to demonstrate my skills and why I think I'd be a great asset to the company. Mm. So was there anything that shocked you when, when you walked it or when you virtually walked into the interview room? Was there anything like a question that threw you off or anything? Mm. So when it comes to that... questions which throw me off, it, it could be about how technical it gets. So, oh, okay, uh, so was the technical questions in there? So for Accenture, there wasn't too much uh, technical questions but i will say that uh, just to 
branch out a little bit and you know give mm-hmm. you guys a side story. I applied to Bank of England once and I was applying for a uh, just an IT role and I was very surprised when they asked me about the Bank of England and they asked me a lot about market questions and uh, financial stuff. And like very um, te- technical terminology and like very precise. Yeah. So yeah. not only just technical, but also like financial technical terms. Um, I luckily prepared for it just in case because I was uh, I worried, you know, in case they asked yeah. me. Yeah. Just keep in mind who you're applying for and, you know, what they deal in. And you need to make sure you understand what they do. Mm, yeah, I think this is really important because going back to what we said earlier about the, the matching of ethos, you know, if you don't just always chase for this big name, you know, if you're listening now and, and you're thinking of applying for an internship or you're, you're just about to start one, just think twice before you actually accept and, and start the role. Because I think a lot of people get caught into the trap of like, don't get me wrong, big names are amazing. You know, you, you can use them. It's a valuable experience because they're huge companies, but it might not necessarily be the right thing for you. And I said this to Harry earlier on is that the smaller boutiques, you know, there's, there's nothing wrong with them. Um, you know, and it's, it's important that you, you actually look at what they do as a company because you're not going to enjoy it if it doesn't inspire you or if it doesn't make you passionate about whatever that, that field is or that industry. Yeah, that's, that's a really, really great point. For, for me, for example, I really value diversity and inclusion in the workplace. So I made sure to research that about Accenture and, um, you know, to my delight, I know that they have a lot of diversity programs where they um, look at black lawyers or they look at, uh, you know, Asian representatives. And, mm-hmm. you know, this really resonated with me as an Asian individual. Um, but it was so- important for you that that was... That was- there because i know that um there are especially in the big tech companies they i mean obviously things are getting better now but the there was a there was a thing in the past where i think oracle they were a company which were big on employing american solely american individuals i mean to be honest it's it's an interesting topic because you you've got that balance of um we won't get too political but like you've got that balance of like (laughs) you know like do you do you employ someone because they're actually of like a you know to fill the quota or is it just genuine because they're amazing people um you know but yeah i think tech companies they're moving forward on that and it's i'm glad that you've found that especially with Accenture because it's i mean it's one of the leading companies as well yeah Um, and also it's a really good thing to just bring up in the interview i mean it shows that you research the company mm -hmm. well and it shows that you think it's a very good fit for you so that's also another tip research into the uh, different programs that should resonate with you. Have I mentioned it in the, in the interview? Mention it in the interview as well. Yeah, no, I like that. Okay, so just to finish off then, let's, I mean, let's just talk more about the pros and cons of a work sort of place, industry, industry, one-year placement, whatever you want to call it, during university, because I, I personally made the decision, I mean, decision not to. Uh, mm. Obviously, Brandon, you successfully with Accenture is amazing. So nice little balance there. So what would you say? We'll start with the tricky part, the cons. What would you say are the cons to actually doing this this year in industry? Well, it's a really, really big commitment. And this is both in time and also just in, uh, you know, your, your mental commitment. Yeah, because yeah. you're committing a whole year. And for those who are looking just to start their job straight away, um, then you're spending an extra year doing 
you know, you're an industry. Yeah. So you've got that. Not only is the time commitment as in it's going to, I won't say take you back a year career wise, but you just won't be able to start quickly if you want to graduate early. But then also yeah. time as in it is a year long. So you've got to commit to it. Yes, definitely. And depending on the company you apply for, for me specifically, I apply to Accenture, which is London based. You will have to maybe consider moving to um, a different part of the country. Mm, which is another big commitment as well. I mean, that is something which if someone hasn't moved before, obviously students, most of the time they, they do move. But, you know, even then, it's, it's a whole new thing moving to a new city. I mean, London, for, London's a different country in my eyes. Like it's, yeah. it's a whole different place for me. I mean, um, are, are you going to move there or you're not sure yet because of Corona? I mean, nothing's set in stone, but I do plan to move there. Uh, when does it maybe start? It starts in August. Oh, right. Yeah. Okay. Okay. That'd be fine. So I've still but... got some time to consider it yeah but um yeah you just i just need to weigh out you know what i want to do and you know because i know for some people they may have relationships and um moving yeah i mean there's families as well yeah family relationships uh, and moving away is is you know is is taking you away from them yeah yeah especially for a year and and you just touched on there like a different country for example like that is something which is quite daunting because it's a new city is like I think it's bearable, but like a new country, I know a lot of people will struggle with that, and it is a, definitely it's a definitely like a culture shock almost as well when you do that. Oh, so yeah, you've got definitely. to consider you've got to consider everything before you actually do that. Now we'll get, go on to the nicer stuff, the pros. So, what would you say for work working industries? Or what what's the official title of it? Year in industry. Year in industry. Year in industry. This is the university sort of um, integrated structure. So what would you say the pros are for doing something like that? Well, there's three main pros. Uh, one of them is you get paid, which is always nice. Well, so if you don't yeah. mind me asking, what, what's the pay like at Essentia for, for you? So for me, it is 18K a year. Okay, that's not bad. That's not bad. Yeah, so it's, um, it's a very standard pay. Um, but it gives you opportunities for the graduate role. And if you get into the graduate role, then it's a massive uh, pay rise to 35k. Wow. Okay. But you've got to really, in order to get that, you've got to, it's always good to have that internship, right? Yeah. They might yeah. even just offer you during the internship and say, we really like you. You know, we like your, you know, we like what you do here and uh, we want to offer you a graduate role. So it's a very easy way to just get in a graduate role. Yeah, no, that's definitely important. And it's, it's interesting that, like, that such a big jump. I mean, it's almost double the standard. Yeah. Thing. <laughs> it's quite a big jump. Okay. Um, well, essentially, they, they really, uh, yeah. No, 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 go <laughs> on, go on, go on. They, they do pay quite well, but you, you do need to put in the work and effort to, to like, kind of prove yourself. Yeah, yeah, so, yeah. Um, it's, the, um, it's definitely something which... You've got to you've got to earn it. You, you know, you're not just going to click your fingers and bang, give me thirty five k. You know, it's it's something that you've got to work for and you've got to develop and and link to that. What is there any other value that you get from? Obviously, I know you haven't started it yet, but obviously you'll be able to recognise the the pros to it. So the second thing is that this will be a massive uh, improvement to your academic 
academic process uh, oh, progress okay. because um, I think my program director he did the statistics and he compared that from industry year of industry students to non-year in industry students and uh, the results were dramatic. Uh, pretty much everyone who did the year in industry got first class and wow. the results were not so similar with the people who did three years. Uh, I'm really surprised at that because obviously the one thing that I've always th- thought of is that the reason why I'm at university is really just to network and get the academic theory side of business and, and economics and finance and stuff. And obviously that's very, very different to the practical, like hands-on work. And yeah. I thought they were very, very different, but it's interesting that obviously they complement each other, but it's interesting that you said that there's a correlation between those who do a placement, they actually perform better academically. I think the main thing is just it teaches you discipline and you get to know the right, real okay. working world. Discipline, that's very interesting you said that. I think um, especially like a full-time job, which is full-on, like especially in Accenture. Yeah. Yeah, is, so you, yeah, I can see that now, yeah. Uh, and, build, and, you know, adding to what you said about networking, uh, that's also the, the, the third re, uh, positive thing oh, yeah, you yeah. get from this. Um, because Accenture specifically as well is very big on networking you, you gain a lot of uh, key contacts and if you're going to do any individual ventures you know some people who you'll find some people who are really good at different aspects maybe some people in hr who are really good or people in marketing or people in tech just yeah really definitely i mean i touched on this when i did my when i was working at uh, with mitchell law firm about the networking side and the importance of meeting new people and it's obviously that applies to all industries, especially with the tech and, and the, especially Accenture. I mean, they've got, they're a big company, like half a million employees. And there'll be a, when you're inside or even virtually, you'll be meeting so many people with different skill sets and just taking a couple of their names and personal numbers over the year, you know, you, you, you'll, God knows like what will happen when you're 10 years down the road and you call them up, you know what I mean? Yeah, uh, <laughs> building relationships. I mean, I've used, uh, I think I worked at Mitchell two years ago now, and I'm still in contact with one person today. And, you know, it's just a chit chat, but like you get to learn about what's happening in the law industry. And it's the same with Accenture, you know, if you pick up a contact, you know, it could be a job, Absolutely. it could be industry knowledge, whatever it is. Uh, hopefully, not insider trading. <laughs> <laughs> no we will try to not <laughs> is it essentially have you thought of stock is it is it worth it i mean essentially doing really really good right now is it like, yeah the trading platform i'm using it doesn't allow me to buy american stocks but right, okay. if you can buy american stocks i would i would definitely look into essentially it's pretty much uh bowling up it's uh very very strong right now oh nice one okay okay i mean i can't imagine it'd be too like what is it going now do you know or um i don't know for now but we'll, I do, think, a quick, we'll do a quick google <laughs> i think because it's a, a, te- a digital transformation company and especially in, cor- in coronavirus times mm. digital transformation companies do so so well oh 248 they're on 248 now usd yeah. yeah not bad um awesome so that kind of concludes what it's like to become an essential intern you know the application process so if you're listening now and you're thinking of a tech related industry placement you know this will hopefully have given you an oversight into what it's like to actually apply uh how to be successful obviously brandon best of luck uh next year or in august with uh with your internship
Thank you. Thank you. It's all right. So uh, next week, I think you and Brand, sorry, you and Connor, you'll be touching on uh, a tech-related topic, and also there's going to be a new podcast out with a professional leadership coach. So you know you've you've successfully applied for Accenture. Now the next step is getting inside and being a leader. So Raf Baron uh, is a leadership coach, and I'll have a podcast with him next week about leadership and and what we can do now as Gen Z how we can invest in our time now in order to become leaders for the future in 10 years time. So thank you very much for listening. Keep learning, get earning and uh, speak to you next week.